Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a sh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney you're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney and Minnesota Tim Porotzka here with you this morning. And Minnesota Tim, a big day on the PJ Tour yesterday with the Travelers Championship. Dustin Johnson. Back in the winner's circle. Kind of the forgotten man so far uh, this year. I mean, he had the knee injury, and then we had the corona layoff, and he hadn't exactly been lightning on fire. But uh, on a familiar course, a better course, we talked about that last week a lot. Uh, these longer hitters were kind of stifled a little bit at Colonial and at Heritage, but uh, now they got back on a, a track that's more to their liking, and uh, Dustin Johnson comes out on top. Yeah, Hank, you know, I just hit it well from tee to green, you know. And uh, I just went out there, played my game, um, hit, the, hit, hit the ball off the tee, made some putts, you know, fourth and strokes gain putting. And, yeah, I feel, it feels good to get up to third in the World Golf Rankings again. Hank, thanks, uh, thanks for having me on. <laughs> That's a fake Dustin Johnson. Uh, you didn't have – there's not enough you knows in there. Oh, uh, you know. Uh, you know. You know. be back on the leaderboard, you know. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually heard the interview uh, with, with him. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I was in, in uh, my car and I heard an interview with him. And uh, he was, he was you know, said he'd been playing good, uh, working really hard. <laughs> of course. A lot of, a lot of the guys give him credit for being a hard worker. 
And, you know, he, he uh, felt like, you know, things were coming around. I mean, this is a, you know what? Is it, it's the same thing. Every time you listen to somebody, if it's a good player, they, they, they always say the exact same thing, especially like if they haven't won in a little while. I've been working really hard. I feel like my game was coming around. And, you know, I, it, you know, this was a good week for me and I drove it good and I, you know, hit some good irons. I finally made some putts. You know, of course you make putts when you win. So <laughs> it's just like the, it, there's a certain amount of speeches, but they're all the same. I mean, it doesn't matter who's giving them now. You know, some of the guys will give you a few more ums and a few more you knows, and uh, you know, but it's not. It's just all the same thing I, over and over and over again. Oh my gosh, it's the same thing. Right. It doesn't anyway. matter if you won 82 times like Tiger Woods or you won one time like Mackenzie Hughes. It's going to sound the exact same. It sounds exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't sounds exactly the same. But uh, he did. He did play good. Same old thing, Tim. We talk about this all the time. Uh, have you looked at the statistics? It's the same thing every oh, yeah. single week. Oh yeah. Every week. There you go. T to green sixth. Uh, strokes gained uh, approach shot to the green sixth. Uh, putting fourth. There was a big shocker though, Hank. Uh, out of bounds off the t 46 yeah well that got drugged down by the out of bounds you 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 flame one out of bounds it's going to hurt you a little bit so that was that that was not a a good stat for him although even at 46 and strokes gained off the t he's right about it at break even uh, in terms of his strokes gained on the field he's about break even now uh, T to green, he gained 7.3 strokes. Uh, putting, he gained six strokes. Approach shot to the green, six strokes. And you look at, at uh, Kevin Streelman, who finished second, uh, 18 under. Uh, he was 10th in putting, 7th in, in T to green, 11th in approach. Very, very good statistics, but just not quite as good as, as Dustin Johnson. Uh, Dustin got him, got him by one uh, with the putter, and he got him by... Uh, well, they're about the same with T to green. He got him just a little bit there. And then uh, approach shot, he got him a, a stroke and a half there too. And and, and that's the, the pretty much the, the margin of, of, of victory with uh, Dustin Johnson coming out coming out on head. Now he he had trouble at the end and you were uh, you were primed up to tell me about choking. Because <laughs> uh, that's your favorite subject, which is, it, it, I have to admit, it is pretty prevalent on the PGA Tour that it is very difficult to finish tournaments. Now, you can call it choking, you can call it whatever you want, but it is hard to finish. And when when I was uh, I was listening, I was in my car and I was listening to Mark Lai, who I, 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 I like, well, I like Mark Lai and he's on Sirius XM, but I, I like to listen to him and get his view. He played the tour a long time. He knows what's going on. And he said that, you know, he thought it's going to take at least 20, 21 under. Well, it ends up, it ends up you know, being at 19 under one. And of course, you know, the other day I was listening and they were talking about, okay, what's going to happen going into Sunday? And they said, okay, it's going to take, you know, this or that. But then again, you know, it would only take two guys to have a so-so day. One of them was was uh, Brendan Todd. He had a bad day, a really bad day. And he was on the lead by two shots. So as soon as he dropped back, then it just kind of opens it up. And the next thing you know, you got to, you know, a, a few guys with with a chance, although Dustin Johnson really had to lead. I mean, it, it's not often you can hit a ball out of bounds on the uh, back nine 
of a golf tournament and still win the tournament. Now, he did salvage a bogey on that hole, which was a, a big bogey, made some big putts. He's not going to finish fourth in putting for the week very often. That's just not uh, Dustin Johnson's stat that you're going to, you know, just kind of see very often. And when he does finish fourth with, with the putting, uh, you got to think that, you know, there, there's a good chance he's going to win the golf tournament. Now, how many times is he going to finish fourth or even in the t- top 10 in putting for the week? It's probably not that many events a year. Uh, and, uh, you know, pretty much every time if he's if he's got any kind of ball striking to go with it, he's going to he's going to end up probably winning the golf tournament. Now, he's, you know, he, he has that week where he finished fourth in putting and that brought him to 70. What is he? 79th in putting for the year. Not a great, uh, great status. Putting has, has been very suspect. He's had three different putters in the last three weeks that he's used because the putting's been been way off. It was he was horrendous with the putter at that uh, what was that Taylor made driving relief uh, match thing. And terrible with the putter, but the you know ball striking is is usually there, although it hasn't been this year. His stats are way off, but this kind of got him back on track. He's one of those guys that I, you know you look at, and you you didn't know when it was going to happen. But you think, okay, he's had such consistency through the years with his driving game, with his tee to green game. And when you look and you say, okay, you know, he's 35th or something in strokes gained tee to green, you just know that's not going to, that, that's just not going to stay that way. You know, you know, he's going to have a better week or a better weeks. And then that number is going to come down because I mean, a, a safe bet is, is, is if it's a, a full year of golf and anything could happen this year, but if it's a full year of golf, a, a safe bet is, is Dustin Johnson's going to be top 10, uh, strokes gained off the tee and top 10 tee to green strokes gained. I mean, it just, he is every year, but uh, this year he's way off. So you think, okay, he's going to, he's going to get that turned around, but the putter hasn't been good and it was good this week. And then, there you go. So it's just, it's it's always the same thing, Tim. Every every single time you analyze these tournaments, and that's why it's hard to pick. Yeah, it really is hard to pick golf tournaments, probably more than any other sport. But Hank, a couple of things really jumped out while you were talking about DJ's game, analyzing what he did at the Travelers Championship. So the thing that stood out to me the most, you said Dustin Johnson had three different putters the last three weeks. So in the Charles Schwab Challenge, he missed the cut. Um, and the RBC Heritage, he tied for 17th, and then obviously he wins the Travelers Championship. So what my question for you, Hank, is what is it about switching putters for PGA Tour players? Does it inspire confidence? Why does it inspire confidence? What kind of goes into the decision-making of switching putters in on the PGA Tour? Well, if you can't make anything, you might as well change it up, maybe a, a different look, a different feel immediately in your mind you you think oh this this feels better of course it feels better cuz nothing's feeling good right now so that feels better than what you, you were using and you make a couple putts and you and you think you know yeah the, you know this is it this could, this can be the difference and so a lot of it is mental now, sometimes it, it it's real though like Phil Mickelson used to go from a uh, toe hang putter which is a, a putter where the the shaft of goes into the heel of the putter and if you balance the putter uh, the putter shaft on your finger the toe would hang down that's a toe hang putter 
And then if there's other putters that are face balance putters, where if you balance the, the shaft of the putter on your finger, the face will point up to the sky. That is a face balance putter. And the theory is, is that a toe hang putter will swing more like a door opens and closes. So it'll rotate more through the stroke naturally. And a face balance putter will stay more square to square. And Phil Mickelson is actually very, very smart about doing this, I think, is that there's been times when maybe his stroke is is too much open and close the door, too much opening the club face going back and closing it coming through. And he would strategically switch the putter and, and use the more face balance putter so that it wouldn't naturally do that as much. And then there were times when maybe he wanted to feel a little bit more uh, toe to heel uh, swinging motion. And he wasn't. He was maybe keeping the face a little bit too square in his in his stroke because you should have a little bit of open the door, close the door with your putting stroke. And you know he would switch and and use uh, you know the the uh, the toe hang butter to create create more of that. So there's some logic there. But other than that, if you see players that are switching from one face balance putter to another face balance putter, sometimes there's a little different look. Sometimes there's a different alignment system on those putters. Maybe one has one line, one has three lines. Maybe one putter doesn't have any lines. Uh, it's easier for them to line it up, something like that. Uh, mostly, though, the players are going to use putters that have the same amount of loft. They're going to use players that, or putters that are the same weight. They're going to use putters that are the same length. Uh, so there's and and they're probably going to use a putter that has the same face because all these different faces tend to feel differently. So they've got a a putter with the same face, a putter with the same loft, a putter with the same length, a putter with the same weight. So really, you're just you're, you're talking a little bit about the, the the look in 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 many cases, and I think it's just a, it's just the confidence thing. Now, Dustin Johnson has putted good with a lot of different putters. And he's probably got some that, you know, he, he can look and say, well, I've won, you know, he's won 21 times. So he's probably have won, you know, six times with this kind of putter and six times with this kind of putter. And I've won four times with a red one and, you know, three times with a black one. And I don't know, you know, maybe he's just felt, you know, it was, it was a time for a, a, a different color. I don't know. And, and, and that might make a difference psychologically. Who knows? Uh, but other players will look and they'll say, you know what? This is the putter that I've won the most with. This is the putter that I, you know, I always end up putting the best with. And unless they're just going really bad for a, a long period of time, they're not going to switch. Now, Tiger is one of those those players. Now, Tiger's back using his Scotty Cameron putter. It's a putter that he's won almost all his tournaments with. But when he was with Nike and Nike was making golf clubs and Nike was trying to sell putters, they would keep trying to make a putter that, they could call their own that would look sort of like Tigers so that he would play with it. And maybe they tried to come up with some kind of improvement on it, like a different face or whatever. And they sold him on this thing. And it's, this is so much better. And look how it rolls the ball and da, 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 da. And the grooves on the face and it does this and it does that. And if he was, if he happened to be putting really poorly, maybe that gave them an opportunity to, to sneak in the door and get him to use that putter. Now, uh, you know, that's not the best time to get somebody to try out your putter when they're putting poorly, but that's usually the only time you get it. If you're a, if you're a company or a, a person that makes putters and you're looking for your big opportunity to get a player to use your putter, you don't usually get it when the guy's putting great. You get it when the guy's putting his worst. 
And now the good news is, is, you know, in some cases, all he has is the only place he can go is up. And so it's the only, the only place he can go is up. And, and maybe that putter will do it. And he doesn't have to do much better to do better than he's doing. So that's the good news. The bad news is, is he's, you know, the guy's trying your putter out when he's in his, his worst, you know, worst way with, with the putter. But that's, that's pretty much how it works. And that's a, that's a good question, Tim. Now, do you, you, now you're a great putter. Of course you, I am. Yeah. You say you are. Yeah. Uh, do you always use the same putter? You, you what? What? Uh, or you just became a great putter when I got you that uh, the Odyssey? Is that what did it or what? Yeah, yeah. The Odyssey putter definitely inspired more confidence in me, and it really allowed my feels to take over, Hank. But the <laughs> your key- feels. What does that mean? What does that mean? My feels. The feels on the golf course, Hank. I mean, you hear Tiger and DJ and all these guys talk about it all the Tiger, time. Tiger, VJ, and, and Tim Parachka. Yes, of course. The feels yeah. on the golf course. I have to have okay. the feels. But here's yeah. the deal, Hank. So I just played mini golf the other day. So okay. I didn't have your Odyssey putter with yeah. me. But I yeah. was stroking it. I was stroking with a, it. With a mini golf putter? Yes. With just one of those mini golf putters? Yes. Oh, man. Where'd you, where'd you go mini golf putting? Um, in uh, it's called Lily Putt Putt. <laughs> is it a good course, or is it a bank it off the bank it off the boards kind of place, or what do you what do you do? What's, yeah, what's, was, yeah. Is there a strategy there? You get a clown, get it through the, the clown's <laughs> nose. Or? You're gonna die, clown! No, um, no, there's no clown. A couple of bridges no. that we had to hit it underneath, right. and uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. I I won. Right. I won. Oh, you, oh, you did. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right, let's take a break, and we'll uh, come back and uh, discuss a little bit more about the uh, travelers. You know, there's only, you know, there's only nine tournaments left on the PGA Tour. Man, is that what it is? Nine, I think, right? It's got to be Jeez. close. There's not, it's only, almost over. Yeah, it's a feel. It just got started, but uh, anyway, everybody's still going crazy about Corona. We have a lot more to talk about. Well, we'll be right back on the Hank Henny Podcast. Let me remind you to go to HaneyUniversity.com. Uh, sign up with your email address so you can receive my free instructional videos. And you can also find my new book there, How to Play Better Golf Today, Lessons of a Lifetime, HaneyUniversity.com. We'll be right back on the Hank Henny Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. 
Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Tim. Uh, and something that was odd this week at uh, the Travelers that you picked up on. Yeah, so credit goes to Justin Ray here, but then I kind of followed up because this is one of the topics that you and I have talked about in the past with our good pal Michael Breed because Michael Breed says it's all about finishing, right? And your statement has been it's all about starting. Well, yeah. I think it's all about starting and finishing, honestly. I mean, people want to take one or the other side, but I mean, if you start like crap, you're going to probably lose. If you finish like crap, you're probably going to lose. So I feel like yeah. it's about starting, finishing, and I mean, even in the middle. Yeah, you got to play good in the middle. You got to play good every, everywhere. Right. But, but that doesn't change the fact that 85% of the winners on the PGA Tour are top 10 after the first round. Now, to understand that top 10 doesn't mean there's only 10 players in there. Because usually, if you look at the top 10, there's probably like 15, sometimes 16 players are in the top 10 because there's like, you know, seven guys, eight guys tied for ninth or something that puts them in the top 10. But this week was an exception to that. Yes, it was. So Dustin Johnson was 79th after the opening round of the Travelers Championship. He shot a 69 in round one and then took off from there. Yeah, well, you can you can uh, change those, flip those odds around when you got a sixty-one in your bag, like you had in the third round, which, by the way, is the lowest score he's ever shot on the PGA Tour. Mm. Uh, so sixty-one will average out at a, a, a sixty-nine, and you got you got two sixty-fives, which sixty-five was what was top ten after the first round. So normally, eighty-five percent of the time, you would look and you say, "Okay, well, the winner is gonna is gonna be come from one of those guys that shot sixty-five or better in the first round." It, it's but you know, fifteen percent of the time that doesn't happen, and when it doesn't happen, there's usually something crazy that that happened you know, or different to to make the odds change. And the difference is, is Dustin Johnson shot sixty-one. 
and you take 61 with his first round 69, you get two 65s, and that'll that'll equal that out, and that's that's how he over overcame that obstacle, which is an obstacle. Uh, I I always feel feel like starting is is the most important thing. Now, having said that, I mean I have to uh, to say that you know I was around and with Tiger Woods for six years, and he didn't he never had any problem finishing. So with him, it all had to do with starting. Because if you didn't, if he started good, it was pretty much ball game over. Because I absolutely knew that he could finish. Now, a lot of guys don't finish quite as good as Tiger Woods. That's that's a, a severe understatement. I mean, he's the greatest ever at, at finishing. But having said that, uh, you're right. I mean, you have to you have to do. All of them. You got to finish. You got to start. You got to play in the middle. But I mean, most of the time, if you're out of it after the first round, you know, you're 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 kind of out of it. And that's why guys end up having to reset their goals. And you know, their goal becomes let's uh, let's get a top ten because after one round, the tournament is kind of already over. And that that happens a lot. I mean, it really does. And and it's disappointing for the players who you know, really want to, you know, feel like, okay, I, you know, I'm here to win. Like, for example, uh, Roy McIlroy, you know, he, he talked after his, his tournament about how, you know, it's, it's kind of been frustrated uh, because he feels like he hasn't had a chance to win for three weeks now. And in his defense, you know, we had a big break and, you know, I mean, and then we, Started off on two golf courses, neither of which he's played, neither of which he's are really for him. Uh, and and then he got to a, a course that was good for him, but he didn't. Uh, you know, he 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 started started good. He had that that first round. You know, he had the sixty three, but then he he couldn't couldn't back it up. I mean, sixty eight, sixty nine, sixty seven sounds better than it is. Par seventy. They'll realize that 68 is only two under, you know, and 69 is just, just one under. Well, he didn't didn't finish good after after a good start. Now, when you analyze Roy McIlroy and look at it further, you know, he just he, he didn't have, uh, you know, he didn't have much of a week. Now, he, he, he was second off the tee, which is his deal. That's his calling card. Uh, second for the week, strokes gained. Uh, 33rd in putting, 16th strokes gained tee to green. Uh, 58, the approach shot to the green, so he did not iron it well. And that's not, you know, you can win golf tournaments like that. How surprising is that, though, Hank? So he shot 58th approach shots to the green, and then I looked up his driving distance in this tournament, and he was tied for third in yeah. driving distance at the Travelers Championship. How shocking is that? You're hitting the shortest clubs in, but you're not you're not anywhere near close to the hole. Now, you know, that... that uh, that's not that's not good. I mean, that's not normal for him. Not when you drive it that good. Those iron play and his putting have not, you know, been up to speed. But I understand. I mean, a bad tournament for Roy McIlroy, and one that really frustrates him is is to, you know, finish finish eleventh, which is what he he finished. You know, a, a shot out of out of, out of top ten. Now he he's you know coming off of forty first at, at uh, Heritage, at Harbor Town, but once again not a good course for you know his game. You would you know it's not where he'd pick to play, uh, and same thing with Colonial thirty second there. So he hadn't he hadn't had a good a good start to the 
to the reset. There's there's no no doubt about that. And he said after his his round on Sunday, he's going to take two weeks off, which you know is is to clear his mind and kind of reset and come back. And then he'll come back at Memorial. And you know, I mean, you would think that he's going to be a a pretty good you know have a pretty good shot at, at you know, doing something there. But but you know you can't you know to say somebody's going to like win. The, we we look at the statistics every single week, and it almost always is top ten putting, top ten tee to green. How do you predict that somebody is going to finish top ten in putting? You, know, you take take well. Let's take Roy McIlroy as an example. This is how I don't get how you know you can think. Okay, you know the guy he's, he's he knows these greens or whatever. But Roy McIlroy is a hundred and tenth in putting for the year. Okay, now how do you know? How do you have you know? Unless you're like Steve Johnson, and you're just a great <laughs> predictor. Unless you just have this feeling. Okay, how do you know that somebody that's a hundred and tenth in putting? How do you know that next week or at Memorial or at the U.S. Open or at whatever, how do you know that they're going to finish top 10 in putting for the week? I mean, it's impossible to know. It's pretty easy to know that, and it's a pretty logical guess, that Rory McIlroy will be top 10 for the week and strokes gained off the tee. Because he's pretty much top 10 for the week, strokes gain off tee every single week. But when you're 110th in putting and you need to be top 10, at least top 15, no worse than top 20 to win a golf tournament, and that's very rare, 90% of the time you're top 10 in putting, how do you know that these guys are going to do this this week? This is why this predicting these guys to win is 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 tough sled. Now, predicting Roy McIlroy to finish top 10 is a you know a, a pretty darn good bet most weeks. Now, he was 11th this week, but he's right there on the cusp. Uh, anyway, I mean, that's... Uh, you know that that's what I don't get about the whole the the whole predicting thing. I mean, you you know that's why the matchups are maybe a little bit better bet. You can kind of match up this guy against that guy. What course is better for him? You know who drives it better, so on and so forth. But picking people to win, you're not going to win. I mean, how how does anybody know Dustin Johnson was just getting ready to putt good? <laughs> I mean, you just knew that. Well, he's had he's had three different putters. In in three weeks, hasn't putted good all year. It looked like he was yippity doo out there in that uh, champions for uh, whatever it was uh, driving reliever, what uh, the, the the exhibition. He, he he couldn't make a thing and was missing by a mile. And now he's he's tried his third putter in three weeks. And next thing you know, he's 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 on on fire with the putter. I just uh, it's it's you know you, you never know. You just never know. And that's why all these names don't repeat themselves and that, you know, they're just different guys every week. And it's very, very difficult to be a dominant player on the PGA Tour. And it's why when I look at the the world rankings and I, and I look at them and I see, uh, you know, I see Roy McRoy, number one in the world. I don't know what the current current number is, but last week it was nine. His his number was 9.05 and John Rahm was 8.05. Uh, one zero, and Justin Thomas was third at seven point four one, and now with Dustin Johnson, was he jumped up to third now for for this 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 next week? But but, but the point is, is those numbers that they have were you know when Tiger was number one in the world, he was he was like 
his number was 16, 19, you know, 18. I mean, he, you know, I mean, the numbers that, that the number one player in the world has now, these are like, these are numbers that used to be like second in the world when Tiger was dominant. So there really isn't a dominant player. I mean, you can talk, you know, Rory was on this great run and everybody was talking about how great he was doing. Well, now, you know, he hasn't done anything. Rom hasn't done anything. And it's just, uh, you know, it, 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 it's just like one week a guy plays good and then, you know, the next week. I, I, don't, I don't think you're going to see. I just don't think you're going to see a dominant player. That's the that's the bottom line. All right, let's take another break. Uh, hear from our uh, our sponsors. Uh, let me remind you about Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. If you haven't tried the product, go online, voodoopainrelief.com. You get a free two-week supply. We've had uh, lots and lots of people that are trying it and getting incredible feedback. Any, anybody with arthritis, uh, pain, uh, hip pain, knees, back, wrists, elbows, shoulders. If you got uh, tension, headaches, it's great for that. Rub it on your forehead, your jaw, your neck. People say their headache's gone in five minutes. Uh, give it a try if you haven't. It's a free trial, free two weeks supply. Just go to voodoopainrelief.com. We'll be right back on the Hank and e Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 
All right, Tim, so we were just talking about how difficult it is to, to predict on the PGA Tour and, and, and golf. You got some, some more uh, information on that. Yeah, Hank. So when I was at SiriusXM um, and part-time, Brandel Chambly came on the Fred Couples show one time. And for whatever reason, this quote stuck out to me. So I wrote it down in my handy-dandy notebook. And it reads, and he, he was talking about predicting golf and the difficulty of doing that. So Brandel Chambly, he says, Golf is statistically represented as the hardest sport to predict. The difference between the best and the worst in golf is 7%. The difference between the best and average is 3%. Wow. Almost every other sport is almost 30 to 40%. It's very easy to predict other sports. It's almost impossible to predict golf. So when you were talking about predicting golf and how challenging it is, it reminded me to go back into my handy dandy notebook and look at this Brandel Chambly <laughs> quote. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh, one of the guys that people are are uh, predicting greatness for is this Will Gordon. What do you know about him? All I know, Hank, is that Darren Clark is predicting him to be the next slice bread. <laughs> You're joking now. Who who was the uh, the we had a bunch of slice breads. We had yeah, the uh, Thomas the, Peters. Yeah, the Frenchman before that. What was his name? Uh, he was going to be the slice bread or two. Anyway, they all they they they, they get a lot of guys and the greatest thing since sliced bread. They, they're all uh, you know they're all supposed to be great, uh, but it's it's not that easy. Now this Will Gordon, uh, he's played his way on the tour uh, off of sponsors exemptions, which is really hard to do. You have to earn a certain amount of money based on what the money was last year. You know, you're only allowed like, I think, six sponsors exemptions. He got a sponsor exemption into the Travelers. He, he's a, a former All-American from Vanderbilt, uh, SEC player of the year, and they play some great golf down the SEC. I mean, they got some great, great golf schools. But still, you know, college is a lot different than uh, than pros. There's no doubt about that. But he was first-team All-American. And, uh, you know, they say it's a, it's a pretty long, I mean, there, you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, people, uh, throwing bouquets at, at, at this Will Gordon, 23 years old. He played with Phil in round, uh, three, didn't do very good, but, uh, you know, felt like, okay, you know, I, I, I handled myself okay. I ended up finishing, uh, third, tied with, uh, Mackenzie Hughes. And, you know, good statistics, not, you know, I mean, right up there. I mean, uh, 12th in putting, 13th in tee to green, 7th around the green, uh, 25th approach shots to the green. And uh, they say, he's, he's, you know, he's pretty long, too. So he's got he, he's earned enough money to get his uh, status on the PJ Tour. Now, he was already in for the Rocket Mortgage next week in Detroit on a sponsor's exemption. But since he finished top 10, he you automatically get in the next tournament if you're not exempt. The top 10 will get you in the next tournament. He gets in the next tournament for finishing top 10. So somebody else will get, get that sponsor's exemption. And he's going to be, you know, pretty much good to go for the, the, the rest of the year, the rest of the, the nine weeks. And that'll, that'll also get him his card for next year, which is uh, pretty thrilling if you're a 23-year-old rookie. And remember, those rookies have a, a tough road to hoe. They don't know the courses. They don't, you know, they've never played them before. They, they, they don't, you know, they don't know where to stay. They don't, you know, they just, they don't know the ropes. And, you know, it's, it's not uh, too often that they, they go out there and do what, uh, what, what this, this kid has done. So he, he's, he's somebody that, you know, when people say, okay, who's the, the, the top player to look at, young player, 
uh, he's got to be somebody you got to keep an eye on. Now, uh, you know, we keep an eye on this Colin Morikawa. Uh, you know, he's he's another one. But, you know, I mean, I don't think you look and you, you don't I don't think you look at any of these guys and say, OK, here's the next Tiger Woods. I mean, just it's just it's just the same thing over and over again. I mean, there's just a lot of really, really good players. That's what there is. And, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it, you know, to, to find the special one. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it, there's not going to be another, you know, Michael Jordan. There, you know, it's like there isn't going to be a, another uh, Tiger Woods either. I mean, there's just it's just. Too many good ones. Uh, so you know they're gonna have some hole in their game, and it, it just you know is just you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna dominate uh, the the game. So I mean that's just kind of kind of where we are. But it's fun to watch these kids and see, okay, who's who's the one that's gonna gonna take off, and they'll you know they'll go on some kind of a, a good run, and then things kind of kind of level out. But this this kid looks looks pretty good. He's definitely uh, you know with Victor Hovland and. Uh, yeah, uh, your man, uh, Matthew Wolf, the the 3M Open winner, and uh, where's he been, by the way? And uh, the uh, <laughs> he's waiting to defend. Come on, is he is waiting to defend horses for horses? I mean, you know, Morikawa. You got you got you know you do have a, a a good group of 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 young players. A lot of the names that we mentioned last year, a lot of those guys haven't panned out. So maybe this group this group looks a little better, though. To be honest with you. But uh, you know some of these other guys are still hanging around, but they're not. You know they they haven't like stepped to the to the to the forefront. One you know a, a little bit, but uh, you know won some money, but but you know not really uh, you know do, doing it. But these guys these guys are this, this group this year may, maybe is is a pretty pretty darn good. Uh, they they, they kind of look like they they could be, and that's a good accomplishment. Uh, what about Bryson DeChambeau? Let's talk about him a little bit before we go. Yeah. Uh, he, he, I mean, he's, a lot of people are talking about him. Yeah. Another top 10 finish for Bryson DeChambeau. Um, he putted I mean, really well this Have you this seen week. what his record is? I mean, have you seen what he's done? Um, a bunch of top 10s. Bro, my top fives. I mean, it's like, it's like, the guy's on fire. He's like the, he's like the, the 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 most consistent player. I mean, like, well, you know, okay, you know, Rory was the one, and now it's 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 uh, Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, he finished uh, sixth at Travelers, eighth at Heritage, third at uh, Charles Schwab, fourth at Arnold Palmer, uh, second at the World Golf Championship Mexico, fifth at Genesis. I mean, that's a that's a, a pretty good run. He had a, a not good at, at Phoenix, fifty second, but uh, fourth at Shriners Hospital. 13th at Safeway. I mean, that's, a, you know, he missed, missed the cut at the uh, military troop. And this is all the way back to the wraparound. But if you look at his season, although it's void of a win, uh, if you look at his his season, it's pretty spectacular. Right. 10 events, seven top 10 finishes. And he he keeps improving. Now, he he's kind of figuring it out. You know, he didn't have his best week. Uh, 27th tee to green, 13th off the tee, still, still pretty good. Uh, he's got the you know bombing away. Jeff Shackelford just uh, can't, he's just driving him nuts. I mean he's just he, he doesn't know what to do. He's just it's just like it just it's like this is a huge setback to the uh, roll the ball back and everything because uh, the, the, you know these kids are going to take after this uh, what Deschamps doing and they're just you know hit it as far as you can and that's pretty much what they're doing. And, and but he he looks good, really good. And he put it good this week, but you know, still he lost lost by four. So he's got to find four shots somewhere. He's you know he's not exactly right there to to win. Um, where did he, where did he lose his strokes? Uh, approach shots, Hank. I mean, yeah, he was another shots. guy similar to Rory, where 
you know, tied for third and distance again. You're that close to the green, and you're 45th in approach. I mean, top 10 putting. This should have been Bryson DeChambeau's week to win. Yeah, well, uh, Dustin got him five and a half shots on the uh, stroke gain approach shots. Dustin Johnson got him five and a half shots and ended up beating him by four. So it was pretty much all what you just said right there. That was the that was the the whole thing. His approach shots to the green, and he's you know he's out there. I mean he's 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 bombing it. So I mean you would think, and you know, but here's the problem when you when you hit it longer, like like you know these guys are doing, and like you know he's definitely doing. When you hit it longer, it puts you in position where you know now all of a sudden you got a lot of wedges and maybe you know that's not something you were focused in on before maybe that's not something you practiced as much before because maybe you didn't have as many wedges well now you do so you know you got to get that dialed in but if you look at things that that you know should be and nothing's easy in golf but if you look at it's something that should be a little bit easier to dial in you would probably think that it would be uh, the wedges. You would probably, you probably think it would be the wedges that you could get that, get that dialed in. Third uh, this week in, in distance, he was. So that's uh, pretty good, pretty good stuff from him. All right, Tim, uh, good stuff today. Appreciate you joining me. Uh, we'll uh, have more as the week progresses. I got, I got some uh, good stuff lined up. Want to talk about, it. and we got some uh, big news. Uh, We'll talk about with the uh, USJ and Fox, and uh, I guess they're out, huh? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Nuts. Right. That just that, that just came down so uh, last night. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll 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 talk about that a little bit. I got some thoughts on that, and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. Hope everybody has a great day. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Hank Haney and at Tim Parachka. Email your questions to Hank Haney Golf at Outlook if you want to be considered. Uh, for the uh, podcast lesson, the next podcast lesson, send Minnesota Tim a email and a picture of your swing, video of your swing, and we'll uh, get, tell us your story and we'll see if he picks you. You know, just tell him you're from Minnesota. Even if you're not, that helps because he, he only picks people from Minnesota. So just a little insight there from me. Uh, is that the way it always is going to be or what? Yeah, actually, one of the guys. No, it's like not either you got to be from Minnesota or go to school in Minnesota or know somebody from Minnesota. Just put all that. Like if I was writing, e- if I was writing an email, I'd say I was born in Minnesota. Uh, my best friends from Minnesota. I, I, I live in Minnesota. Or I used to live in Minnesota. Uh, I love to ice fish. Um, you know, Minnesota Gophers are my favorite team. The Timberwolves are my favorite basketball team. I'm a huge Viking fan. Just put everything Minnesota you can in there, and you'll probably get picked for this thing it seems it seems the way that's working out yeah i did not know brian went to the university of Minnesota. of course you didn't of course not so it was right there in his email by the way <laughs> yeah right there in the middle of his email all right uh so anyway i, I give everybody a tip on how they can get uh, get picked for that but uh, hit the follow button on the iheart radio app or wherever you get your podcasts uh, apple Podcasts, wherever and uh follow us so that we uh, show up every day with the hank any podcast hope everybody has a great day stay safe stay healthy and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the hank any podcast the Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.